Recording live from a room somewhere in Chicago. You're listening to Small Fish Radio Theater in Thespin Area. Approximately 20-minute variety hour. We're your hosts, Perzovi and Green, sharing the podcast waves with Joy Thorbjornson Coates and Miss Kitten. Along with today's special guests, Sharon Phillips and Mark Cater. There are a million cats in the big city. Each one has a tale to tell. Sometimes those tales are curled into mysteries that need solving. I'm Tabby Flufferwinkle. I'm a cat. Tabby Flufferwinkle, Cat's Private Eye, in color. Tonight's episode, The Case of the Missing Mitten. It was a dark and snowy morning, the kind of day that you were happy you didn't have to get up and go to work or school like those silly humans. I was nursing a saucer of milk when a big mama cat burst through my door. Help me! You must help me! Easy, lady. You almost got creamed. Sorry, I made you spill your milk, but I'm desperate. (laughs) You look too domesticated to be desperate. I am a mother. That's true. I have three precious kittens. They're all precious until they end up in the pound. No, they're good tabbies, except... Spill it. What'd your bratty cats do? Hold up a pet store? Rough up their owners? Pee on the carpet? No! Lost their mittens! <laughs> How can you find them? I'll get you three new pairs down at the corner drugstore. My mother knitted those mittens herself. They're rich in sentimental value. And what will I get rich in if I help you? Pie. What kind of pie? Oh, I make all kinds. Meat pie, fruit pie, tuna pie. I'm in. So we strolled to this little slice of domestic heaven. Her three kittens were almost as hysterical as she was. <laughs> oh, oh, mother dear, we're, we're so, so sorry, sorry we, we lost our mittens. It's okay, sweeties. This kind detective is going to find them. Yay! If you'll excuse me, Mama, I'd like to talk to the little scamps alone. Of course. I'll go tend to my pies. As I suspected, the moment Mama Cat was out of the room, the kittens became cats of a different breed. Listen, Furball, we don't need you button your whiskers into our business. I knew you cats were bad seeds. You never lost your mittens, did you? This is just a ploy to play on your mama's sympathy. And it's working. So keep your muzzle shut if you know what's good for you. I'd rather expose you for the liars you are. No, do so, and we'll declaw you. I've eaten little twerps like you for breakfast. Save your appetite for pie. We'll get more when Mom sees these. Sure enough, these three degenerates pulled their mittens out of hiding. I don't take advantage of sweet old ladies. We do. Oh! Mother dear, see here, see here, for we have found our mittens. Mama fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, I am so happy. Oh, thank you, Tabby. They weren't ever missing. 
Your little brats were hiding them from you to get more pie. They probably just forgot where they left them. Now put on your mittens and we can all have pie. Do you think it's wise to eat pie with mittens on? Staple it. It was paws down the best pie I'd ever tasted. But my stomach was soured from having to dine with the little delinquents. Who, sure enough, made a mess of their mittens. Oh, Oh, Mother dear, we we greatly greatly fear that we have soiled our mittens. What? Soiled your mittens? Oh, you naughty kittens. These kids played their mother like a fiddle. It was time somebody changed their tune. This has been such an exhausting day. You need to rest a while. Let me settle you down. That's very kind of you. Once I got Mama Cat settled down for a short winter's nap, I found her litter turned on a dime. All right, you've had your pie, now get out. No, you're gonna wash those mittens till they sparkle. Or what? Or I'll expose your lies to your father. (laughs) Good luck finding him. I don't need luck. I'm a detective, and your mom just told me what field he's working in. Think he'd like that his precious brood are taking advantage of their sweet mother? You wouldn't. Try me. Now get to cleaning. Sure enough, the little kittens wash those mittens so clean you could eat off them again. Mommy Mommy dear, dear, didn't didn't you hear? We have washed our mittens. Then you are good kittens. But I smell a rat close by. So do I, Mama Cat. So do I. Mama Cat got her happy ending, but it's only a matter of time before her brats pull another stunt. Let them. I'd love a reason to get more of that muzzle-watering pie. Tune in next time for another exciting adventure of Tabby Flufferwinkle, Cat's Private Eye. Here's a word from today's sponsor. Wish you hadn't done that do-it-yourself tattoo of a smiley face last time when you were wasted. Wish you'd gotten a dog instead of a ferret. Have we got the app for you. Regret No More is a time travel app that lets you go back and undo your bad decisions. For the low, low price of $350,000, live your life the perfect way with Regret No More. Hello, and welcome to Cooking with Joy our weekly radio program where we make fast food faster. Hi there, you know what today is? What's that? Why, it's National Casserole Day. And in honor of casserole concoctors all over America, we will be making a depression era favorite with a modern twist, tomato soup and saltine surprise. You'll need a can of tomato soup, a box of saltines, and a can of evaporated milk and hot sauce. Just crumble up your saltines, add the can of milk, and then tomato soup concentrate. Do not 
add water. Mix it up, add pepper if you dare, then pop it in the microwave for oh, about a minute and there she is. Here you go. Come on, taste it. Um, it looks like vomit. It looks like something worse than vomit. Just take a taste. You take a taste. Fine. And there you go, folks. Tomato soup and saltine surprise. Do not try this at home. Well, Do we really want to keep that, this segment? I, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's Wait, very, I am okay. It's like I tragic. Some water. I mean, it's dangerous. It could. I think we should just take away her hot sauce. No, it's all fine. the hot sauce. I think that's it. Yes, she said she's fine. Let's all move right. on. She's fine. Call the ambulance later. Okay. All right. It's time for Barnyard Classics. Pass the bourbon, skip the brains, Barnyard Classics, here's what we mean. We make the classics relatable and short. Pull up a chair, have a snort. Barnyard Classics. Today on Barnyard Classics, Guinea Pig Medea. Guinea Pig? I love guinea pigs. These are not going to be the nicest guinea pigs, I'm afraid. Oh, woe is me living here in the back of the Pet Smart, where no one knows what drama ensues. I am Medea's nursemaid all these years, here to complain about what has transpired, like all Greek choruses do. I wish my poor little guinea pig Medea had never met that rascal boar of hers, Jason, and fallen in love. Oh, and I wish he had never forced her to have those children on top of it. For now, he'd run off with that King Creon's daughter at the other end of the habitat. Glossy or glossy, what kind of name is that? Glossy got and remarried to her and left poor Medea with two children she can't even look at because she didn't want them. I know she ain't going to sit still for this for long, her barbarian roots and all. Oh, oh, here she comes now. Oh! That prick. Oh, I must entreat someone to take care of me now, for I have no family left. Since we're barbarians, we tend to kill each other for purely selfish reason with absolutely no foresight. Wish I wouldn't have killed my brother and used him as a decoy to escape our father on the way here. Then he would be able to care for us. But alas, I think the only thing for me to do is playing my revenge on that tramp glossy or glossy or whatever kind of name is that anyway. Oh, oh look, here cometh her father, the King Creon. Hide me under this straw and I'll attack him with my little teeth. It's too late. You there, the one with a cranky look on your face and bad attitude about your husband and leaving you to marry my daughter. I'm evicting you and your children from this habitat so you don't kill anyone. 
since I've heard you plan to. But why? Because I'm a paranoid old guinea pig, and hell hath no fury like a guinea pig sow scorned. <laughs> That's from some other play, no plagiarizing. Hey, cut me some slack. I'm a guinea pig living in a box in a pet store. Fine. But banishing me and my babies is only going to make you look weak. Well, that may be so, but I need to keep you away from my daughter. But where am I to go? You have to give me until at least the end of today to find a shoebox in the basement to live in or something. And seriously, how am I supposed to get out of this habitat? Oh, I can open the latch. Mm. I've always been able to open the latch. Better yet. Maybe someone will take you home by then. At least give me a day. Otherwise, you will look like a weak old boar, afraid of a little sow like me. Fine. So off she went to concoct her plans, none of them even remotely showing foresight, only sowing, sowing revenge. Poison wedding food pellets for the bride and her father? Check. Secret plan to be purchased as a pet? Check. Plan to get rid of my piglets? <laughs> Check. Now all I have to... Dun, da, 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 da. Oh, speak of the devil. It's my coward of an ex-husband, Jason. Yes, tis I, your scoundrel of a boar. Here to tell you there's no need to be such a bitch, girl. I mean, I did it for us and for our family so we would have a higher station in life. But I felt so bad I talked to Creon to see if he would let you stay here in the habitat. But he's saying nothing doing unless you stop your plan to kill everyone. The children can stay. You gotta go. No. All right. I can see how I've been unreasonable. After all, we are just rodents. In fact, I even sent gifts for the bride and her father. Now that's more like it. And off he went to his corner of the habitat, where Creon and Glossy were, Glossy were already eating the poison pellets and dying. Jason come running back to the other side of the cage to find Medea and see his children. Alas! Oh. The children? Oh, whoops. Well, I must have kicked them out by accident and they landed on the floor and, oh, well, all these customers and dogs in You here. mean they were trampled? Think of it as putting them out of their misery. After all... They are related to you, and you are an embarrassment to our breed. <laughs> After a long domestic tussle in the habitat, where they blamed the other for everything, Jason salt back to his corner, and Medea and her stone-cold heart were bought by a nice family with two little girls. About time. You know you're awful. If I were nice, there would be no story, would there? I suppose not. So, pay attention to this tragic set of events, my friends. We must not behave like animals, even though we do.
Barnyard Classics. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, famous quotes sung operatically in the shower. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hmm, well, it's certainly interesting to think about. Fabulous quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. One of I my favorites. Don't give my consent, that's for sure. Can't possibly relate. A large income is the best recipe for happiness I ever heard of. But they don't tell you how to get the large income now, do they? I think Jane Austen is being sarcastic. If Benedict Cumberbatch is Mr. Darcy, it would work. Just give me the money. I'll take the money and, you know, just give me the money. Does Mr. Darcy have a lot of money? Uh, yes. Did you read the book? I, I no, that's know. why I asked the question. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yes, and that was Opera in the Shower Quotes. It's time for Lottery of the Absurd. Lottery, lottery, lottery of the absurd. Today's absurd numbers are mosquito, mosquito, brisket, Brisket. Three six five. Three six five. And leap year. That's right. Mosquito, brisket, three six five, and leap year. If you win, well, whatever. Whatever, whatever. Why does she repeat them every time? I don't know. You think you don't understand. They have to write it down. Because that's what you're supposed to do. You know, in the summer, I feel like a brisket when there's mosquitoes out. Well, then you're halfway there to winning. <laughs> and that's all for this week's Small Fish Radio Theater's approximately 20-minute variety hour. Got a story to tell, a good joke, a bad poem, a hellacious haiku, a flash fairy tale? Head to our submissions page and find out how that special guest could be you. And thanks to today's contributors, Tom Misaraka, Mark Cater, Trina Kakasik, MJ Kelly, if you like what you heard, head to our website at www.smallfishradio.com or find us on iTunes. Wherever you go to listen, it's always free! This approximately 20-minute variety hour featured the talents of Elise Kakasik, Mark Cater, Sharon Phillips, Kat Dean, Michael Herzovi, Joy Therbjornsson Coates, and Michael Kelly, directing and sound design by Trina Kakasik. Special thanks to the White Crane Wellness Center for providing rehearsal and recording space. Small Fish Radio Theater is produced by Michael John Kelly and Trina Kakasik. Thanks, Thanks for listening. listening. Check us bye out on Facebook. Bye.